We get down with the clown today on Podcast Magoria. Episode of Podcast Magoria Halloween A to Z. I'm James. And I'm Autumn. And we have come to our K movie, Killjoy. <laughs> I have been wanting to watch this for so long because it's so notoriously bad. And I didn't realize that they meant. <laughs> it is the room of horror movies. Literally. Like, Literally, it has the room vibes to it. Folks, this is a movie that was made in the year 2000, all the way from the future. Oh, wow. (laughs) Directed by Craig Ross Jr. And, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, we we both... I almost had three pages of notes. Yeah, I have three pages... Folks, we've had movies that are almost two hours long, and I'll have maybe two pages of notes, two and a half pages of notes. Like with Inhuman Kiss, I had two and a half pages of notes. But that's also a two-hour long movie. Yeah. This movie is an hour and 11 minutes long, and I have three pages of notes. Why? There's just too much to talk about almost. This episode is going to be almost as long as the movie. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's jump in. Autumn, how do you feel about the opening credits? I think anybody that has listened to this podcast will know exactly how I feel about these opening credits because I'm critical. Yeah, yeah. This is this is how you set the tone for your movie. I felt like I was watching a PS One opening sequence. Yeah, I kept expecting the opening credits to go into the like the warning in the beginning of early two thousand DVDs yeah. where it's like you wouldn't download a movie, would you? You wouldn't steal a car like that's what (laughs) yeah it's also long as hell they pretty much put all the credits at the beginning yeah i wish i would have had a stopwatch for this movie just so i could figure out exactly how long this movie actually is Mm -hmm. because between the opening credits the ending credits and then a bunch of kind of filler scenes I think this movie's actually only 40 minutes long. Yeah, it could have been a short film. And it it feels like a short film like a student was working on. Yeah, as I put it, this movie feels like it could be an episode of some sort of, like, Canadian horror show. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it was an episode of, like, a grown-up version of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, yeah. That's the feel this movie has. It definitely has that Canadian production vibe to it. Well, once we get done with the cheap-ass intro crap... When we're finally (laughs) done with the intro, you mean. Yeah, when we're finally done with the the cheap credit sequence. Grab some snacks, folks. It's a long credit sequence. (laughs) Uh, We get an opening of two girls talking, which I... (laughs) 
<laughs> Another thing to notate is the aspect ratio. Yes, I wanted to mention that. It's so tiny. Yeah. Uh, I don't... It was filmed in widescreen. That's was the, it? Well, well it's, okay, it's, yeah. It's, a sec- it's widescreen, but it's shrunk down... To, I'm guessing because the quality is below standard. Yeah. So if they were to actually stretch it out to fit a screen... It, it would just look like early 2000s YouTube. It would yeah, just be pixelated it, it as hell. it would be very pixelated. So, but that's jarring. <laughs> it really is. If we didn't have the TV that we have, like, that would have been a tiny-ass screen. Uh-huh. <sighs> uh, also, I want to mention, you said these girls are talking. No, we mm-hmm. open with one of the main characters singing, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, you're just jealous because I can sing. And I'm like, yeah, she can really sing all right. Hmm. The dialogue is also not a strong suit of this film. No, no. Uh, The person didn't know how to write dialogue. The the director didn't know how to to tell these people, no, you got to redo that line like this. Yeah, can can we get one more take? I just need, could you just deliver that line? Try delivering it like an actual person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be picking out some of our favorite lines later on in the movie. Oh, yeah. So the two girls are talking, and another thing that took me out of the scene was the music. Yeah. During the whole film, the music is just so jarring and distracting. I meant to pay attention during the end credits to see if it was, like, if it was music actually made for the movie or if it was stock music. Well, it said that there was a composer in the beginning credits. We get introduced to... I don't know if I want to call him the main character. Yeah, because necess- there's not necessarily a main, main character, I don't I can, think. No, yeah, I, Lorenzo, even, maybe? No. I mean, I guess Jada, our because she had the most importance to the plot. Oh, well, okay. Before we get introduced to our semi-main character, more or less, uh, we should note that the two girls that are talking, Mm -hmm. one's name is Jada, and the other one is is Monique. Yep, Monique. We're going to try real hard this time, folks, to actually have people's names. Because they're... (laughs) There's not too many characters. There's not too many characters, it was but easy. It, it could get confusing. Yeah. While yeah. telling these stories. <laughs> so we get introduced to our semi-main character, at least for this part of the movie, <laughs> Michael, who is a big old dweeb. Yeah, he's a loser. Yep, and he comes up to the girls and he starts flirting real hard with Jada, and she's just like, "You need to go." Because if Lorenzo sees you talking, he's going to kill you. Yeah, it escalated that quickly, yeah, this conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While this conversation's happening, we get these quick cuts to a car, some fellas smoking a joint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's cutting back and forth between him hitting on Jada and then back to these guys. Mm-hmm. We're presuming it's... Lorenzo and his, you know, friends, mm-hmm. which turns out to be accurate. They roll up, and, and Lorenzo is just like, what the flip? Yeah, 
and he gets his buddy T-Bone to start beating up Michael, and they are using the stock punching sounds for this. Yeah, just imagine any punch sound that you've heard in any movie, TV show, video game. You hear it during this part, for sure. It's the the hammer hitting the wet cabbage sound. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the one you're thinking of for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Michael gets his ass kicked. Girls are disgusted by him. Yeah, you know, they they get taken away by the boys, yeah. and we're left there, just looking at Michael all defeated. Yeah, uh, Lorenzo took the time to step on his glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. And he made sure to really go the bully route. <laughs> while he's getting his ass kicked, across the way there's a homeless guy watching all this go down. This, sadly, is important to the plot. Yeah. (laughs) Michael gets up after getting his ass kicked and crying like, you know, all boo-hoo and gives the homeless guy some serious side eye. Yeah. As if they know each other. Yeah, I was like, okay, is this homeless guy going to have the shinning too? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Foreshadowing Uh, on him. Foreshadowing. (laughs) And it escalates quickly again. Yeah, because it goes right to... (laughs) It goes to Michael doing this ritual in his bedroom. Where this came from, who knows? (laughs) It's such a mess. (laughs) It just... I know it sounds like we're skipping stuff, and sometimes we skip you know, scenes that aren't important or, yeah. or you know, we, we have the full intention of you guys watching this stuff and, and all that. But no, this movie just jumps yeah. from scene to scene to scene to scene with no intention of explaining anything until well after anything uh-huh. has actually happened. If it gets explained at all. Very true. <laughs> uh, so Michael is trying to summon Killjoy. He's holding a doll over his head. You know, just going, Killjoy, come, Killjoy. You know, yeah, this, he, he knows this... all these words to this ritual. Yeah, yeah, he's got candles on the, you know, he got the circle, he got the candles, the, the typical kind of ritualistic activity. Does Killjoy appear? Hell no. <laughs> well, Michael gets interrupted uh, in the middle of his little ritual, because out on the street is Baby Boy. Baby Boy. The, the third member of the, uh, of the Lorenzo Trio. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he's calling Michael to come down to him. And Michael, like a dumbass, goes down there. Yeah. Well, baby boy had promised that he meant him no harm. Well, he meant some harm because Michael gets kidnapped. He gets kidnapped by Lorenzo's group. They drive to their little location, starts kicking Michael's ass again. Mm-hmm. Lorenzo pulls a gun. And his buddies are like, no, no, don't do it. You shouldn't do it. Yeah, I yeah. guess Lorenzo's never had to kill anybody, so... Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, I was very surprised at how they were actually concerned about Michael's well-being. Yeah. Lorenzo holds the gun to Michael's head, pulls the trigger, click. It turns out it was just a joke. He had no intention of killing yeah. Michael. It wasn't even loaded. It wasn't even it, loaded. It wasn't even loaded, he keeps saying. You know, Michael gets up and... He's just like, oh, I can't believe you thought that I was going to shoot you. You know, you, you guys are a bunch of fools. And then proceeds to actually shoot him. Yep, yep. Still an accident. <laughs> Still an accident. Yeah, because he says right before he shoots him, it wasn't even loaded, see? 
Yeah. <laughs> and then pulls shoots. the trigger and shoots him in the chest. <laughs> and everybody's kind of cool with yeah, it. Yeah, they're relatively <laughs> calm about this. The, they're just like, let's get out of here. Yeah. yeah. The the two guys with Lorenzo were way more concerned before the gunshot happened than after the fact. And even Michael seems like he was more concerned yeah. before he was shot. For everybody, it was a minor inconvenience, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. Michael, Michael dies. And then it's a year later. We get skipped to a, a year later. It's, we're on focusing on Jada now, who... Yeah. Has a new guy. Yeah. yeah. Turns out her and Lorenzo did end up breaking up. Yeah. Was it over, Michael? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know why they broke up. Yeah. Jada and her new uh, boyfriend, Jamal, are studying for school. Again, the music is loud and weird. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got that whimsical feel again yeah. right now, and yeah. it definitely sounds like stock music. Yeah, it is, if they would have just turned it down a hair, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. Uh, Jamal starts to flirt with Jada. He's um, laying it on thick. Yeah, laying it on real thick. And I thought for a second that she was going to be like, no thanks. Yeah. But then they, they start smooching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then... And then she stops kissing on him and explains that her and Lorenzo broke up a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that he took her virginity. Yeah, what else am I supposed to do? Of course I still love him. And she, st- she gets a couple of flashbacks yeah. of, of Lorenzo and Michael. Yeah, what? And they're the most awkward, like, little flashes from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's weird. Yeah, moments in which that she wouldn't have even been there for. Yeah. So how is she flashing back to that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Well, let's check in. How's Lorenzo doing after uh, the year? Well, he's doing fine. He's laying down some sick raps, yo. (laughs) (laughs) If you can call them that, sure. Yeah. He's he's throwing out the rhymes. Baby Boy's really throwing out the rhymes. Yeah, baby boys versus where it's at. Master lyricist. Jesus, guys, no. Even for early 2000s rapping, like, no, these guys were not it. (laughs) Well, you know, T-Bone, he has to get his verses in, too. And it's just, mm, some good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We cut back to... Jada and Jamal. I'm getting whiplash <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> yeah. Back to Jada and Jamal, who are now in the throes of passion. <laughs> and this is really where, in my notes, I wrote down huge room vibes. Because yeah. it's got the music playing loudly over them doing it. And yeah. is he anywhere near her lady bits? No. No. And also, at least at least the music in the room when it gets to the awkward, horrible sex scene, like it's an attempt at romance music. Yeah. The music playing in this scene sounds like what you would hear in a training video for for when you first get a job. (laughs) The the image that just came in my head, guys. Oh my god. The, the, where do you go from a sex scene with awkward music? Well, no other than going to 
An ice cream truck. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo effed <laughs> off with this other lady. Yeah. T-Bone and Baby Boy are by themselves smoking a joint. Yeah. Smoking a blunt, actually. That's and... right. Yeah, get, get your terminology right. Of course. God. <laughs> and, yeah, all of a sudden they're like, ice cream truck! Ice cream truck! <laughs> and uh, I, I had noted that because you... When they get to the ice cream truck, you can only see the hands of uh-huh. the person inside the truck. Uh, <laughs> to which I commented, "Is that the Wunsler?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it is the green gloves. Yeah, so they 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 start to order ice cream, and yeah. then the mysterious figure in the truck is. Offering to sell them drugs instead. So we get one of the better lines in the in the movie. Yeah, it, it's one of my one of my favorites that I actually wrote down. T Bone says to Killjoy, "You better watch out, cause," and Killjoy retorts with, "Cause what?" <laughs> I don't know why, but that just that hit the comedy bone for me. <laughs> well, uh, okay. I will say this, uh, for all the trashing that I'm going to be doing for this movie, uh, Killjoy is an absolute delight. Yes, I love Killjoy. The energy... Uh, the actor for him yeah. is great. Yeah. You can forgive the bad music, horrible camera work, um, mm-hmm. weird editing choices, bad acting by everybody else in the movie. I can forgive all of that simply because, like, every time that Killjoy's on camera, I'm I'm entertained. Yeah, he always says something good. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that he gives, the actor gives 110% energy. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he is giving that good of a performance because he doesn't know that he's in a horrible movie or because he knows he's in a terrible movie. He's like, you know what? This is trash. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit it yeah. at a million miles an hour. I also really like the Killjoy makeup too. Yeah. I'm not a big clown person, not because I'm afraid of them, but because I think they're stupid. Yeah. And I I don't know the the makeup on him's good. Yeah. The yeah. costume could use a little work, but makeup and everything solid. Well, maybe they improve the costume in the sequel. Maybe we'll eventually get to those. <laughs> uh, yep, gonna have to do that. He ends up convincing Baby Boy and T-Bone come come inside his truck to check out his wares. Yeah. His drugs. His drugs. Stranger danger, guys. And no better proof of this than the moment they enter the truck, they're zapped into an alternate universe. Yeah, haunted house universe. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but what does in this movie... I notated that I was getting seasick from the camera work. Yeah, uh, there's a good one or two minutes of the cameras just rolling Ooh. like it's on waves, Ooh, like yeah, back and forth. You know, as, it's weird. And also, T Bone and Baby Boy don't seem to care about the fact that they were just whisked away to this other universe. Yet again, completely fine with what's going on. They're just like, oh yeah, we went into a truck and now we're suddenly in like a warehouse setting. Yeah. Uh, like these guys would be the kind of people that like if they met the doctor and and went to the yeah. artist, they wouldn't say anything about how it's bigger on the inside. They would just been like, well, this place is kind of a mess. 
They they split up and respectively have their own individual experiences with Killjoy. Which they're not very long experiences. No, like, they can't be. It's only an hour long movie. <laughs> like, Baby Boy straight up just allows himself to get run over by the ice cream truck. Which the question I ask is this. How do you get run over by an ice cream truck that you're inside of? That... <laughs> I don't know. That's my short segment of James overanalyzes (laughs) another scene from a movie. Well, I'm going to overanalyze this part with uh, T-Bone. He's just wandering around and he finds a mysterious blunt just hanging out on a fence and he decides to smoke it. Who does that? Well, my, my, okay. My counter question to you is what else does one do with a blunt than smoke it? (laughs) Well, I can tell you this. If I was in an alternate dimension that I just got sucked into by a killer clown, I probably wouldn't be picking up every blunt I came across to smoke it. Well, I would almost assume that I was in a... My (laughs) counter-argue. You're right. It's stupid. It's all stupid. It's a bad idea. (laughs) Uh, He gets smoked himself. (laughs) As Killjoy says, he's going to get smoked himself. And then in the best special effects I've ever seen in a movie. He he does burn up and disappear. Yes, he burns up and disappear, (sighs) T-Bone. So yeah, now we get to see their bodies. They're still in the apartment that they were hanging out in. Yeah, um, this is one of the few. It, this get it's almost like the movie gives you this moment of clarity that you don't really get offered too much in the rest of the film, mm-hmm. where it's almost like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, you know where they died. How they died in their nightmare is how their body is in the real world. And I was just like, okay, all the flights of fancy out of this, I could probably swallow this one. I also would like to mention here that the makeup changes from these two to other scenes where we see their bodies. Yeah. Because T-Bone, he got all burned up. He's only got a couple of burns on him. He looks fine. Yeah, yeah. But while Baby Boy, his his body looks good. The makeup looks good here. Yeah. yeah. In the rest of the movie, though, it looks so freaking ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if they got a new makeup artist in the middle of filming or what. (sighs) Who knows? Well, now that Baby Boy and T-Bone are dead, let's see how Lorenzo is doing. He's doing pretty good because he's doing it with another girl. And then he gets all these life lessons from her. Like, she's giving him (laughs) legit life advice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, nothing kills the mood after doing it than having someone ask you interview questions. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Where do you see yourself in five years? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be mad too. <laughs> if I was just sitting there on the edge of the bed, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going to be in five minutes. <laughs> the bathroom, probably. Well, they get tired of each other's shit pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to go take a bath. And Yeah. He says, good, because your pussy stink anyway. <laughs> That's right. I'm glad you said it. It wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> I had to, because that was just so yeah. too much. Yeah. 
uh, he he goes to the living room, sits uh, down on the couch, lights one up, and starts to watch television. And this is where we learn he just keeps a gun under the pillow right next to yeah. him. He hears a noise at the front door and pulls out his pillow gun. Yeah. Uh, and then goes to investigate. He goes out. He goes outside. He sees the ice cream truck. He goes into the ice cream truck. Why does he go in the ice cream truck? I don't know. He what? saw all the selection on the side of it and wanted yeah. to get that Sonic bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's like, I could go for a, a Sonic right about now. I'm going to go ahead and treat myself to one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now he is in the magical realm mm-hmm. of Killjoy. Yep. And sees his buddies. Yep. He's haunted by T-Bone and by Baby Boy. Who I thought were going to be enemies of his. They're essentially an extension of Killjoy. However, they're giving him advice. Yeah, they're like, kill him. You, you gotta, gotta yeah, shoot him. Defeat him. And it's just like, huh, okay. Yeah, it was it was a kind of weird turn. Yeah, so Lorenzo has his show. Also, I want to point out that Lorenzo is cool with pretty much this whole thing. Yeah, I think everybody's just like, they're so okay with all of this. My question is this. Do you think that the actors knew what had happened to their characters? Or was it just, uh, you know, now they're in a warehouse, the director said action, and then they just said their lines? I, I honestly don't know. Like, maybe, like, they just filmed a bunch of non- connected scenes in hopes that they could figure it out in editing later. Uh, I mean, I've, I've <laughs> been on productions like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it just, the way that they react to everything makes it feel like they didn't know what happened one scene before. Yeah. And I, I, I'm okay, and I understand that movies are filmed out of sequence because of scheduling and stuff, stuff of that nature, mm-hmm. but I would figure that the actors probably had to have read the script and if I'm directing a scene, I'm going to let my actors know what happened to their characters before the scene starts. So maybe they have the right motivation. I couldn't tell you, man. We got to see a documentary about the making of this movie. Right? Yeah, God, I would <laughs> like to have this. This is one I would like to have on DVD just so I can listen to the commentary. Oh, yeah. I want to get inside the mind of the director. Yeah. And the mind of Killjoy, especially. <laughs> So, Renzo is in the ice cream truck. And he finally decides to try to shoot Killjoy after yep. some choice words between the two. Yeah, yeah, they trade some phrases back and forth between each other. Killjoy, of course, serving up all the great wit of any classic character. Yes. And... Lorenzo's having none of it. He shoots Killjoy. And Killjoy is just like... <laughs> yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's like the mask. He's laughing while getting shot. Yeah. And, uh, and then pulls the classic cartoon move of he sucks in and then he shoots all the bullets out of his mouth, killing Lorenzo. And here's another one of my favorite lines in the movie. Yeah. That's how you bust caps, motherfucker. Oh, uh, one thing that I failed to mention about all of this is... <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to say it. Guys, 
during this whole oh, section, God. during this whole scene, we kept, we keep, it keeps cutting to the shower so we could check in to see how the girl is doing. I kept thinking, thinking something was going to happen to that girl. Right. Nothing yeah, happens. For some reason, like the whole, like, and it's not like this is a long scene, Mm-mm. but it was just so freaking weird. Again, had this footage mm-hmm. and didn't know how to edit it together. Where it's just like, I've got footage of a shower. I've got footage of of Lorenzo. Maybe the... I'm assuming that the scene of Lorenzo in the warehouse was too boring. Maybe. And the director, you know, only got the one shot of the girl taking the shower. And so, why not turn the one shot into six shots? Yeah. Throughout an entire boring-ass scene. I mean, we were we were talking about how... Wow, they they really got uh, the nudity yeah. out of this, oh, yeah. this girl, yeah. huh? Yeah, they got their money's worth out of her. She's yeah. like the only one that's nude in this movie. And... That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and you see plenty <laughs> of it. We see plenty of it. Yeah. Just boobs, no butt, yeah. no Yeah, yeah, no, just yeah. the boobies. It's uh, relatively tasteful. <laughs> we, we do... Uh... Check back in with the girl yeah. in the shower. She gets out of the shower. Notices some blood. She notices some blood. She follows the trail of blood. And we get another great line. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She (laughs) says with the straightest face ever (laughs) when she realizes that it's Lorenzo's blood. Yeah, yeah. She, She goes outside and she finds his body and... It's stock footage screaming. Yeah, I don't think that they could get a good scream out of her. Yeah, because her mouth opens, but anybody that is familiar with stock screams Mm -hmm. would know this. The scream is the scream that's in a lot of movies, cartoons. The most specific one that comes to mind is for the beginning of the Tenacious D music video, uh, Fuck Her Gently. That's the... The scream that's in it. Guys, pull that up. All right? Pull that, especially if you've seen this movie. Pull up the scene of her screaming. Now go to YouTube. Pull up the music video for Tenacious D. You're Same welcome. Scream. <laughs> Same scream. <laughs> Same scream. <laughs> well, now that she's done screaming, let's check up on uh, one of the other characters that we haven't seen since the beginning of the movie. Monique. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot about her. Me too. <sighs> I also almost forgot about the homeless guy. Who, for some reason, is in her apartment. He's in her apartment and snatches her up. Now huh? let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on to Jada. How's she doing? Well, she's asleep in bed with Jamal. Phone rings. It's Monique. <laughs> What? I thought she got snatched up. What is going on? Well, she's asking Jada to come over to her apartment. She has something really important to tell her. They teleport to her apartment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she's there with the homeless guy. (sighs) Now, I want to take the moment to notate that the homeless guy, um, Autumn and I were looking at each other going, God, I recognize that guy. Yeah. Now, I don't know how I recognize this guy as far as uh, what he looks like because when I was looking at his IMDb, the stuff that he's physically shown up in, there's no way I would have known him from those things. However, this guy is a really big voice actor. Yeah. We might have seen his picture here yeah. and there because he does some been, big... Yeah, and maybe we've actually have right. been at a convention with him for all we know. 
The thing I want to bring up uh, of note that is from his career is the fact that he did a ton of voices for G.I. Joe. He does the voice of Destro, which yeah. I thought was pretty freaking cool. But anyway, that's the homeless guy. He's now giving us a shit ton of exposition. And we get a little clip show. Yeah, we get a clip show. <laughs> of the entire movie, essentially. <laughs> it's Guys, there's not much time left in this movie. It's as if... Like, when they were editing the film, the the director was just like, oh, shit, I have no idea what's going on. And if I don't know what's happening, the audience sure as shit ain't gonna know what's going on. <laughs> I better go ahead and do this really awkward scene of uh, this actual actor we have in the movie explain what all is going on through voiceover work. <laughs> <laughs> so we get explained, we get force-fed to us. Uh, how Michael came across this doll, knows how the ritual works. Somehow him and the homeless guy do know each other because I think the homeless guy tried to warn him about yeah. Killjoy, the dangers of Killjoy. How Michael wanted to get revenge on on Lorenzo for being cruel to him. Mm-hmm. It was just all the stuff that, I mean, I assumed... Yeah, I just I needed more background of why how Michael knew black magic and all that because yeah. he doesn't actually explain how he knew about this ritual. Yeah. Just that he was using black magic and he came across this doll. Now, I'll tell you what I would like to see. This is my fantasy. Okay. <laughs> okay. And we'll get back to the movie here in a second. I would like to see a spinoff somehow work out where it is. You're gonna love this. Uh, I want to see a crossover <laughs> of Killjoy and Evil Speak. <laughs> so Clint Howard. Clint Howard and Michael <laughs> join forces. Who needs Freddy versus Jason? Who needs Who needs Leprechaun versus uh, Chucky? I need I need Evil Speak. I need Clint Howard <laughs> versus Killjoy. <laughs> Okay, you can get with the directors to do that. I guarantee if I contact Full Moon Productions, they would be all in. Uh, Especially if I said they could throw an evil bomb for free. Okay, all right. They might might do something with you there. Oh, my God. All right, back to the main feature, guys. Yeah, because... Okay, he's done talking about all this. And he's like, oh, Jada knows what to do. And they're like... What? No. Yeah, they, and she, they all look at her like, holy shit, you know what's going on? And she's like, fuck no. She has no idea. They look over at the homeless guy and he just waves and disappears. Yes. He walks to the other side of the room, waves at them, and just boom. He's gone. Was he ever real? I don't know. <laughs> question though they're gonna go kill killjoy yeah they know that they need to go into the ice cream truck yeah okay yeah and they find the ice cream truck yeah they find the ice cream truck they go into the ice cream truck so now they're zip zap zooped into the magical realm of killjoy and we get some lovely posing we get some yes some superhero posing (laughs) we're back to the seasick camera work yep and Jada serves a wonderful line. Oh my God, he's here. (laughs) Well, that's not better than Jamal's line during this. He says, 
we can't do it. We can't do it together. <laughs> what? Okay, the rest of the speech from the girls and what he did up to that point was good. Yeah. So it must have been a one take kind yeah, of uh, thing. As, as I uh, as I've nicknamed him, just once Jamal. Just once Jamal. Yes. <laughs> just a one take. <laughs> yeah, because he 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 yeah he flubs the line, and they leave it in. I, as I said, the rest of that scene was good up until then. So they were just like, you know what? No, we can't do it again. Jamal's flubbing the line of basically his plan of action, which is that they need to split up. Jada and Monique are like, hell no. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and find find the clown. I'm gonna kill him. Yep. And, and he does. Yeah, he does. He serves another classic line, which is, fuck off, clown. Yeah. <laughs> We get uh, we get some pretty impressive uh, stunt work from yeah. um, Jada and Monique. Yeah. Even Killjoy is impressed by them. That's right. And yeah. He yeah. said these girls got some tricks. Yeah, because they pretty much play leapfrog over yes. him. And then the ghosts of Lorenzo, T Bone, and Baby Boy return, uh-huh. and we have a, a like a Power Rangers worthy action sequence that's exactly it because it yeah. is definitely saturday morning action yeah. right here. yeah 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 they like they might throw some putties into the mix and it was definitely that uh, <laughs> uh apparently this is also a weapons warehouse because they find swords and axes and other things yeah <laughs> Okay, a samurai sword and a battle axe, but to be specific, is is what they get here. What? (laughs) Which, okay, oh, God, here I go. Um, (laughs) This is Killjoy's realm. So, Killjoy ultimately controls what all happens in this, you know, Freddy Krueger style. It's not like they're, it's not like Jada, Monique, and Jamal are dream masters, they haven't figured out the rules to all this. They stumble across a box, the box pops open, and out comes a sword, and out of the other box comes a battle axe. Yeah. <sighs> and so Jamal and Lorenzo are actually fighting. Yes. Because Lorenzo's jealous in the afterlife, too. Of course he is. He literally says to Jamal, though, this is a quick fight, guys. It is super quick. Because he says, your ass is mine. Yeah. And Jamal just stabs, stabs him right in the stomach. <laughs> and serves, it serves the line, it's Miller time. It's Miller time. Yeah. When he, when he goes off to fight the other guys, he says, oh, it's Miller time. Like with so, such gumption. Was it supposed to be brand synergy or, or, or is Jamal's last name Miller? You know, I didn't think of that. Maybe I didn't think of that until just now. <laughs> maybe his last name is Miller, and that's why he said that. But it's still it's just... It's not established. It was very jarring. It is so weird. Oh, God. Jada ends up making a deal with Killjoy uh, that if she gives him a kiss... Yeah. He has to leave her world forever. And he's all... You're gonna Ooh. kiss me? Yeah, yeah. Ooh la la. Yeah, um... Killjoy, uh, another crossover I'd like to see is Killjoy and uh, John Leguizamo as the clown from Spawn. Okay. 
That I'm down for. <laughs> they could be a good team up. Yeah, that, I, I would, or at the very least, if somebody could just make a shirt for me, I'd, I'd wear that. But, <laughs> but, all right, so of course, Killjoy uh, gets his smooch and backs out of the deal mm-hmm. because she made a deal with the devil, baby. Yeah, why? <laughs> Why would he actually follow through on what he said? <laughs> yeah, and she asks that uh, ask why why would you break the deal? Why would you break the deal? And Killjoy turns into Michael. Mm-hmm. And he's got a completely different demeanor. I don't know if it was actually Michael. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Michael's just like I love you, blah blah blah. You know, like this is all for you kind of thing. Yeah. And and so she goes to hug him. And then she stabs him. Yeah, she was holding one of the weapons the yep. whole time. Yep. Yeah, she had a, a, a big-ass hunting knife. Yeah. So after him pouring his heart out to this girl again, which I'm just saying, he was friend-zoned from the beginning. If yeah. she didn't want to go out with Lorenzo anymore, she would have went to Michael. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, so he, he gets stabbed. They go outside. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they, they leave the they walk out of the entrance of this warehouse and uh, that's when T Bone, Lorenzo, Baby Boy, and Killjoy reappear. Yep, they aren't dead after all. Yeah, Killjoy's basically like, You can't leave. This is my my world mm-hmm. and they the the our trio of somewhat heroes figure out that if they go in the ice cream truck that's in the fantasy world Mm -hmm. that they'll no okay i'm giving them a lot of rope here because i'm saying this like they have a discussion they don't have a discussion about this they just run to the ice cream truck go inside and then they magically appear in michael's apartment Mm -hmm. in the circle where oh but you forgot to mention we got oh. a great voiceover <laughs> in the previous scene because the homeless man had told her, don't forget to kill the doll. That's right. You got to destroy the doll. And we get some fantastic camera work here for this voiceover. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just going to have to watch it to see this because yeah. I can't even describe what they did with the camera right here. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, remember the doll. Remember the doll. The homeless guy says. So they're magically in the uh, the apartment, and there's the doll. They're they're all... Just laying there. The three of them are kneeling in this uh, little summoning circle, and she's got the knife. She's about to stab the doll. The doll turns into Michael. Yeah, she's straddling on top of him now. (sighs) Who thought that that... Wait... If it was actually the spirit of Michael, she's already stabbed him once. Mm-hmm. So why would he think that would work? And two, if it was Killjoy, why would Killjoy think that that would work? I don't know. Uh, so yeah. she, of course, stabs the shit out of Michael again. again? Yeah, yeah. To really drive it home. <laughs> he dissolves and they reappear in... in. Well, it's a, it's a long, like... Oh, God. Yeah, there, that's right. Yeah, There's this like sa- this earth happening yeah this sucks up uh a good three or four minutes of, i would say of almost five, yeah, five minutes yeah, five minutes of airtime <laughs> of the camera shaking our trio shaking that's right because they're like don't leave the circle yeah and then it keeps cutting back to lorenzo baby boy and t-bone and shaking. they're like Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah just 
shaking their arms, and then it goes back to the three, and then back and forth uh, uh, for had, five minutes. It had to have been so awkward for those three guys. Oh, to, yeah. Because they had to have filmed for about maybe ten minutes of them just going, uh, Yeah, uh. yeah. And then, for whatever reason, Monique, of all people, is just like, we have to make an inner circle. Yeah, how does she know this part of the ritual? She hasn't... Really, she hasn't offered anything to this movie at all the entire freaking time, other than no. being a semi-kidnapping victim of the homeless man. Yeah. <laughs> but she hasn't really done anything else. But she knows about inner circles, like the back of her hand. Uh, it works, and they're transported to Monique's apartment. Mm-hmm. And they all, the three of them get their opportunity to do what I would like to call the Charlie's Angels landing and kneeling pose. Yeah. From the Charlie's Angel remake movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a dated reference. Well, they, they definitely look silly here when yeah. they're posing. Especially because when each one lands, the screen goes black for a second, and then it comes back to the next one landing. And on the third one, which is Monique, you can visually see her laugh to herself yeah when she does her little land her little superhero landing she's laughing yeah they're all excited uh about surviving the night and then the homeless man is either still in this apartment or he appeared again i don't know but he literally just waves again and disappears yeah yeah. well he's a bright shining light this time yeah yeah uh maybe he was released from them killing Killjoy? Yeah, was he a spirit? An angel? Maybe he was like an original victim? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe we'll find out in the rest of the movies when we watch them. Oh, God. <laughs> um, all right, so now I have no idea how much time has passed, but now our three heroes are in a, a nightclub. And again, this is kind of like a weird padding of time because we almost get like this weird concert situation where there's a lady singing. Yeah. And, and the, the volume on the music turns way up whenever she's on screen. But then when it cuts back to our trio talking, the volume goes really, really low. We can barely hear it. And so the the sound levels are are funky for that. Yeah. (laughs) And then these two random ass characters come up and it turns out that they're in in one of the classes with uh, Jada. Yeah, and he they're just talking. She doesn't remember him at first, but it's like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. He almost has like a Michael vibe. You know, he, yeah. he's almost like a creep that yeah. he's he, like he digs her even though he's came in with a girl on his arm. Well, I mean, Jamal gives him an eye. Yeah, that is true. And then he he's asking them, oh, well, how much did you pay to get in? Yeah. They're like, oh, $10. Yeah. Normal club price. Yeah. And he's like, well, we got in for free because guess what? My brother owns the bar, manages the bar, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> oh, well, who is he? And... He's Killjoy! And we see Killjoy one last time. He's not dead. (laughs) Or is he? Because Jada wakes up. Oh, it was a dream? It was a dream. And Jamal is, you know, rubs her shoulders and is just like, oh, you have a bad dream, baby? And she's just like, oh, I... 
oh, God, it was such a bad dream. I don't know what's going on. He's just like, oh, well, you know, it's okay. Everything's fine now. And he starts smooching on her. And then he goes to go downtown. And she's like, oh, really? He's just like, but baby, I'm horny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And continues to go beneath the sheets. And she's kind of digging it. And she lifts the sheets up. And it's Killjoy! (laughs) (laughs) The end. Uh, The end. (laughs) Oh my god. Alright, Autumn. Verdict, how do you feel about this movie? It's not a good one. But I think it's another one of those where it's going to be fun to watch with people just to make fun of it. Yeah. It's yeah. not worth it to watch it by yourself, though, because there's just so much wrong with it. I couldn't imagine, yeah, going, you know, getting off work. <laughs> and going, oh boy, I'm going to sit down and watch Killjoy. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> for the 86th time. Yeah, I, like, no, no. Uh, this is a, I'm watching this movie with my friends. I, I have to show it to people. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. where they can you see, have to see it. how yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, the, just like with The Room. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just like, it's one of those movies where there's enough entertaining dialogue that maybe wasn't supposed to be conveyed the way it is, but that's what makes it good. And, and yeah. again, I think Killjoy himself is worth watching this movie for. Yes, Killjoy is an excellent villain. I wish that we had more of him. Yeah, hopefully in the sequels we do. Mm-hmm. I assume we do. Yeah. Um, I so. really I really can't wait to check out the sequels, though, because I wonder how different they're going to be from this. Because oh, yeah. this is obviously, like, somebody's first project. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> the, the, well, this is the director's, like, second film. Oh, okay. That yeah. That makes a lot of sense, then. All right, uh, well, my verdict is the same. It's a fun movie to watch with people. I couldn't imagine watching it by myself. I definitely recommend it being seen at least once because it's a total car wreck. Uh, For real. (laughs) This movie is available to watch on Tubi for free. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness. Thank you, Tubi. Can you sponsor us? Right. This this (laughs) list is practically sponsored by Tubi. Yeah. I want that Tubi money. Even though I, you know, trash talk shout factory. (laughs) Hey, everybody does. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, that's the end of another episode of Podcast Megoria Halloween A to Z. And we have in our next episode our L movie Lips of Blood. Ooh. An older one. Yep, and it looks like it's an old vampire picture, so. I look forward to checking that out. All right. Well, that's the end of another episode of Podcast Macaria. Remember to stay spooky. been a podcast Megoria production co-hosted by autumn campbell and james davis music by james davis like what you heard be sure to subscribe at spotify stitcher and apple podcast additionally you can follow us at facebook twitter and visit our website at podcastmegoria.wordpress.com and remember to stay spooky